We wanted to talk about online dating, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> do you still want to talk about online sure. dating? I yeah. Let's sure. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Tell tell me what what when I say online dating, what do you think of? Tinder. Apps. Okay. Okay, Cupid. Great. Cool. What do you think about OkCupid? Okay Did you ever try it? Um, I downloaded the app version recently. I have no experience with the website version. I think it's a strange platform. I remember when I first downloaded it, I thought it was really good because it has this whole algorithm thing. But I think with any questionnaire in any format, whether it's something like a, a clinical, uh, like a research thing. Wow, so articulate. Uh, like a qualitative experiment <laughs> what am I trying to say? Questions are probably not that good, and it's probably not going to be very accurate in what it's trying to assess. But I thought it was more thorough than the other ones. And how did you feel about its its use of anybody can message anyone as long as they have a link to their profile functionality? I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even know that was a thing. I... Oh. I think I like this. Well, okay, my experience with the whole anybody can message anyone thing was probably most amplified in my experience with R4R on Reddit, because that was like, in a night, I got like 200 messages in my inbox, and that was probably... Yeah, I, I thought that was really good. <laughs> yeah, that is a really good response rate. I mean, but the second, the second post got maybe like 1 20th of that. Maybe like a 10th. Okay, I mean, that's, that's still 20 people, right? Yeah! But, you know, after you experience 200, 20 just seems like garbage. Hmm. Why do you think you got the drop-off in responses? I have no idea. It could be because the second post was bad. But yeah, maybe it was too rambly or too long. Or maybe the 200 initial people were the 200 people that actually are active on R4R. And I've exhausted the whole of R4R. But now I'm at a point where, you know, when you post something and... It, do it doesn't do well. You don't even want to look at it ever again. Give some background here. You posted sort of like a, a looking for friends, potentially relationship ad on our phone. Yeah, I mean, it was mainly looking for a relationship. Yeah, so the original post. I was looking through R4R and like most of the posts I thought were very long and boring. And I, what really puts me off is anytime someone says, I'm very attractive and I'm very funny and... I am intelligent because I feel like if you say those things, you're not going to be those things. I think I prefer just like an evidence-based approach to life. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was reading all these profiles and they were all, like a lot of them were like this and none of them were like an interesting read. And yeah, it was like a lot of work as well, like trudging through posts and looking for who to message. So I decided to make my own one and I tried to make it as entertaining as possible and brief and that apparently got a good reception. Um, well, I don't know, a decent reception. I don't know what that really is. Well, we can go into the success rate in a second, but we're just covering sort of the background of what, what prompts this discussion about R4R. So it's it's just this avenue where people can post personals looking for other people, and, and they can then respond to them using the mailbox functionality that Reddit provides for each yeah, user. Yeah, or, or chat. Is that a good... A, or chat. I don't know, I've, I've been in situations where people will be like, don't you dare message me via chat, because I hate that there are two ways to message people yeah. on this platform. Uh, I, that is actually like a really strange thing that I've noticed. I mean, honestly, personally, I also have a preference, but I prefer the chat, which apparently no one does. But I see on a lot of posts, yeah. people are like, don't chat me, message me. But I don't understand why, because the messaging function sucks. Like, if you message someone 
it's it's not a clear chronology you know you message someone and then the next message if you have like 50 messages from other people in between the next message is like just randomly comes up you have no context it may, i don't understand i will say that the the app i use for reddit does not allow for the messaging functionality so i actually had to go install the real reddit app in order to message um, did you ever post on i did uh-huh. a long time ago and i got three responses i want to okay, say I I mean, it's... My post is so much better. Sorry, continue. I mean, mine was probably very similar to what yours was, which was, you know, a description of who you are, what you're about, a picture of yourself. I did all the same beats, what you're looking for. And what I found was the few people that responded, it just wasn't as engaged as it sounds like some of the the people messaging you were. What do you mean by engaged? it, It was more like, hello, not hi, here's a blurb about me and a picture of me to match what you said. It's more like greetings. And then I'm supposed to now carry the beginning of the conversation. So I never bothered to do it again. Right. I kind of got a mixture, but I got to a point where I was ignoring the ones that just said hello. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the times I would like go onto this person's profile. And if it's like a bunch of messages they've sent to other girls being like, Hey, sexy. Hey, you're so hot. I will probably not respond to them because that seems gross to me for some reason. Mm -hmm. Would you then carry on the conversation, though, if they just said hello? Well, you said you had 200 responses, right? 220 if we include both posts. Yeah, yeah, there's probably, like, in the vicinity, probably a little bit more. So I had three. Right. (laughs) Very easy to respond to three of them. It just wasn't as appealing because I didn't cast a wide pool. Now, this I, I did this way before covid was the thing right and mine was during covid so this possibly would also explain the higher rates exactly so i you know i might want to go back and redo an experiment to see is that truly the case still but mm. when i tried it it was really hard to get a good response for myself i might also not have been as interesting a year ago i don't know what was the like quality of what were the three people like I wouldn't describe them in terms of quality. I just don't think we resonated with each other very well. One of them was from Poland, which made it kind of hard to see any kind of relationship forming out of that. And then another one was from Cuba, which, given that I'm in America, makes it very difficult to get there. And it just, they were people from various corners of the world that made it very difficult to say, okay, I could definitely see us forging a relationship here. So location was an issue. So you could probably specify in the next post, like, be located here. Yeah. Yeah, I could have, definitely. I just, you know, I don't have any statistics to share about what kind of posts gets more upvotes or downvotes. Maybe somebody's done that kind of analysis online that we can find. I mean, we probably could have done that kind of research prior to recording this, but we did not. Um, we did I mean, not. I've did had a... Research. I I assume you would have done this at some point, but you, you know, have a scroll through the top posts on R4R mm-hmm. and see what they're all about. Mind you, I didn't kind of look at all of them. I just looked at the ones that I would have been interested in, which would have been like males in their 30s, and nothing really jumped out there either. I don't, no. I don't really know. I don't know what makes a post stand out. Maybe it's just the time of day that you post. There does definitely seem to be a bias towards women on the internet getting more attention. I've only heard feedback about this. I don't really know. Yeah, I, I only, I, you know, I observe these 
things through something like R4R and I'll notice, okay, here are all these male posts with clearly fewer upvotes than any of the posts with females, which are the ones I'm specifically looking at anyways. And they'll just have significantly more upvotes. Apparently due to more males being on the internet or something. I don't know how accurate that is on Reddit. It would be interesting to see what that split is on R for R. Interesting, yeah, because I that's what I've been hearing from people I've been talking to. They think there are more men on the internet. I think in certain and corners there are definitely more dudes. I've noticed a trend, a couple of trends in the people who respond. And okay. I don't know if you noticed a trend in your three people. <laughs> I it can't really draw. You can literally draw a line with three points. The first trend I noticed was if you're messaging someone um, and then you wait a couple of minutes to respond, they freak out. A lot of people have freaked out and been like, where did you go? Have I offended you? Did I scare you off? And had they not said this, I probably would have responded. But since they have said this, I probably would ghost just because... And I mean, I'm now kind of thinking maybe my response is too harsh, but I just don't understand that reaction. Like, why? People have shit to do. Yep. That is the whole point of messaging. You don't necessarily respond immediately. Yep. I don't get it. I will say, I've noticed that in myself a long time ago. It comes from social immaturity. You're just not very well versed in how to handle talking to a person. It's, it's just hard. These things are not innate. Like, the, the concept that somebody else is busy and you are not the center of the world is not something we're born with. So you're saying this is due to poor social skills? Yes. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Moving on! But not not um, on your part, on their part. Like, you didn't yeah, do something yeah, wrong. No. They, they have, have stuff to work on themselves. You know, I probably shouldn't just be like, fuck you, goodbye. But that is the approach I have been taking today. When I was scrolling through the top posts, uh, there was this one post where it was upvoted a lot of times when someone was like, (laughs) after I send you a picture, don't immediately ghost. And it just, it made me feel a lot better seeing that post because I do this. (laughs) And I felt like an absolute dick doing it and still do. But I suppose it gives me comfort that I'm not the only person who does this. I've also clarified this with at least one guy who's also said that he's done this. Mm -hmm. And that everybody does this. Everybody does Um, this. Yeah, okay, good. It's not probably, like, good etiquette. It's not, but everybody does this. (laughs) I mean, there is some element that you do not owe these people anything. You know, you have never met these people. You haven't really engaged with them for more than maybe five cognitive minutes, right? There's just no there's no point in worrying about the well-being of every single individual you come across. Yeah, fuck everyone. It's not fuck um, everyone. It's, there's, there's, there's nuance here. It's, it's not fuck or, or not fuck. It's <laughs> These people have, have attempted to engage with you, and you can already tell it's not going to go anywhere. So why bother investing extra energy into people if you really don't see a point in, like, if you don't see any benefit to it? And I suppose ignoring isn't the worst thing in the world. And you might ignore and then change your mind and then unignore. It could be much worse. I could have responded being like, hey, you are very ugly. 
that would have been... I don't want to talk to you anymore. That would have been more rude, definitely. The other thing I've noticed is, like, in the event that you get maybe 200 responses, there's response fatigue. Like, when you're talking to maybe 10, at least 10 people at a time, you might become less interesting and your responses might become more one-worded. And that's not to say that maybe you are an uninteresting person, but if you scroll through Reddit, you have a lot of, like, kind of mean posts being like, if you are unable to hold a conversation and your responses are just one word, don't respond. (laughs) Or don't react to my post. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're referencing some other experience. But I've had, like, one conversation I had, they were like, I can't remember exactly what they said, but uh, this person was like, oh, you, it it seems to be like you're, uh, I'm asking you a lot of questions and you're just responding. I mean, and then I responded saying, I feel like it's the death of a conversation when it's question and answer or just question and question, because I don't feel like that's natural conversation, like asking someone questions. And they just responded by saying, well, I see why you're having such a hard time finding someone. Yeah, uh, maybe you should specify in your next post, like, I, or they, that you're only looking for, I don't know, something worded in a very mean way. And then I ghosted, but, I mean, I feel like it's an opinion that, like, I, you know, I I started probably being short because I was like, well, this isn't really going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not, it's not a natural thing to, when you're, when you're talking to someone, if you're really, like, vibing or clicking like you're not going to be asking this person questions like inane questions like so what do you do for work what is your favorite food that is not a good conversation to me do you have any sibling exactly yeah fuck off what i find in a natural conversation and i typically try to employ this as much as possible as i do an ebb and flow of you give them some questions that are more interesting more tier you know gauged at what they've written about in their profile or what have you, and then you offer some information about yourself when it seems appropriate to do so. And if they ask more about that, that's great. And it's good to have interesting things ready to go, like you would at a job interview. I, you know, I can describe my, my experience flying planes. I can describe my experience uh, living in New York City, my experience being a PhD student in robotics. I have various experiences that I can call upon to direct the conversation somewhere interesting. At the same time, not focusing on myself too much and asking an interesting, specific question to them. Like, I'll take, for example, I was messaging some girl recently who said that she does interior design for a major university and and builds out projects for various sections of the school. And so I said, oh, so you must be really good at building Sims houses. You know, just as a subtle, like, you know, joke. Uh, And then we can kind of go into more about what she does specifically for that university in terms of what she builds and how she builds them and what tools she uses, etc. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with questions. Questions occur in conversation. But, I mean, I'm probably less methodical than you. And it's maybe this per I don't know. Maybe we all just kind of converse in a different way. Not to say any is better than any other way Mm -hmm. but i'm kind of just like you know i i I expect people to talk at me and then i talk back it's hard to kind of explain what it's like when you're getting along with someone but in my head it's not kind of like inane questions no i don't think for anybody it's inane questions i i will say in my experience these these things never came naturally to me i really had to practice and learn them for the large part so i used to be that guy 
who would get concerned that I wasn't hearing back from the girl or left on red or what have you. And I learned over time that that's a stupid thing to be. And with practice, you, you unlearn this anxiety that you have about these things. And so what I, I, I have a process that I follow, you know, as loose guidelines, not because I'm prescribing relationships, but because it helps me overcome the anxiety that I might otherwise face in these situations and kind of have a playbook how to deal with certain situations. And if somebody gets crazy on me, I know that I, I know that I have enough self-respect and self-worth that I don't need to engage with crazy out of desperation. What's, what's your def- definition or like example of something? Well, crazy? If somebody says you didn't respond to me within 15 minutes, what the hell is your problem? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I literally had a response being like, wow, a full, like, I think I didn't respond for like maybe an hour or something. And he was like, wow, full, mind you, I was kind of intending to ghost. So he kind of called me out, but I could have responded, is my point, because he did just send me a photo. But, um, <laughs> but still, I could have responded. And he said something like, wow, full on ghost, not even a buy, no wonder you're still single, Lamau. Like, not pleasant yeah that goes into like I the nice I guys didn't say something like that category you know what i mean the r slash nice, nice guys guy remember the the r slash nice oh. guys i sent didn't i send you a link to the, that no, subreddit no, you, you did, you did oh maybe i sent you incels which are you sent me incels. which are similar i, I didn't browse in incels and and i will have to say like from what i've heard of like experiences people have had on the internet i feel like i've had a very good overall experience like nothing too bad like those two reactions were probably like among the worst which they weren't even like that bad in the scheme of things Mm -hmm. so i've been lucky i guess but yeah no i can't i can't think of a time like because i was much more shy when i was younger but i i only started this online dating thing in like 2017 like that was when i first downloaded tinder mm-hmm. because when it came out the, one of the first things i heard about was that girl being murdered in the gold coast and i was just like well i'm not using this and so when i first started using it i would i, I didn't like texting so i would try to meet with the person like almost immediately mm-hmm. and i'm just trying to think if i ever kind of was like oh no this person hasn't messaged me back immediately yeah no i don't think but maybe this was because i was 27 at the time and so i didn't feel those things anymore i guess or at least to a lesser extent i will add the caveat that when i was feeling those concerns of somebody messaging me soon enough or did i say the wrong thing or have i you know totally messed this up it was in the advent of facebook back in 2010 where i was messaging people in my high school class and a lot of those feelings went away as I entered a long-term relationship and sort of came back again when I started uh, dating in 2016, 2017 and have kind of gone away since then. So it was it was just about practice and experience. But, you know, as a 26-year-old now, I don't, I really don't care. Like, I send a message out as interest. If I don't get a response, I'll find somebody else in another few days doesn't really matter right like i i actually remember like when i first started using tinder i somehow it's like any given social interaction right you somehow just kind of figure out how it works Mm -hmm. and i didn't even know about the term ghosting until my friend said it like a few years ago and i was just like oh okay that's what that is like it's just done it's just what's done and i used to think it was good because it's like efficient you know you're not getting along with this person or you're not interested so you move on Mm -hmm. it's not anything particularly negative it can be. It really depends on 
who you're ghosting. Like, I've been ghosted by people that I've been talking to for a significant chunk of time, and vice versa. I have ghosted people that it was very rude of me to ghost, given, you know, what we had been through up until that point. I will say that ghosting can also come from a place of immaturity or just really being confused as to how to handle the situation that you're in. Yeah, I think, at, like, sometimes when I ghost, it's due to, like, either laziness or... It's probably mostly laziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not great. It's not good. Mm-hmm. It, probably a better response would be to say something. At the same time, there is there's sort of a cost-benefit analysis of you don't owe random people on the internet anything. It's like, whatever. You, you, I, I guess. I, I, I don't... Somebody I met five minutes ago, I don't see, a, see how I suddenly owe them uh, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work out response. Somebody I have gone on a single date with probably should tell them, hey, I'm not interested and not ghost them. There's like different level of investments. One has been several hours of physically meeting up with somebody, and the other one is uh, like five messages on Reddit chat. It's there's two very different levels of investment there. Oh yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. It's more polite to tell them, "Hey, I'm not interested." It definitely seems like ghosting is something that you want to avoid doing, but not something that you are obliged to avoid if you've just met somebody. I think we're both in agreement on that, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll if some creepy dude comes up to you on the street and start tries to start talking to you, do you owe him a, I'm sorry, I'm not interested? Or is it really just better to just not engage and move on? I mean, this is a good point. If someone randomly started talking to me on the street, I probably wouldn't respond. Exactly. So it's a, I find it to be the same equivalent behavior online. If some random dude that I really... You know, just don't see this conversation going anywhere. Right, but this is like you've already started engaging in this conversation. So you, it's it's like kind of mid-sentence being like, I'm out. And then you just go silent. Okay, let's what do another example. That's, it's a timeshare salesman. Okay. Would you engage you a timeshare? Maybe, maybe you'd close the door on them. Exactly. If they were at your door. Same exact deal, right? They've already started talking to you. You're like, okay, maybe I'll see what this guy's up to. Oh, he's he's going to get me involved in a Ponzi scheme. You're going right. to ghost like him. You walk, you walk past someone, I don't know, trying to sell you charity subscriptions, and you're just like, oh, I didn't. And then you figure out what they're trying to sell you, and you're just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go now. Done here. And this is going to be very awkward and guilt-tripping. Yeah, so I think that's acceptable, you know? That's that's not an offensive thing to do. Okay, I, I could see that. I could see that. Pretend pretend these random online personalities are the Ponzi scheme of your life, of their life. Like, their whole life is a Ponzi scheme, and if you engage with them, you're buying in. I guess the sale, what they're selling is themselves. And if you're not buying, if you don't want to buy it, you're moving on yeah. to the next product. And you're in their downstream. You don't want to be in their downstream. On an apt description of dating. Of dating randos, yes. I mean, it's you're always going to be dating a rando, I suppose, unless you're dating a friend. Yeah. Who at some point would have been a rando. It's, what I mean by rando is somebody on the internet. Somebody who you really just didn't meet organically like you would, say, in a club or an activity or something. That's still a rando. If you met someone in a club, that's still a rando. The only dating situation where it wouldn't be a, a random person is if it was a mutual friend or a friend yeah it's a tough one because it feels it feels very different when it's organic in person than when you meet them online for me yeah i've just basically stopped meeting people in real life i don't even know i think everybody has anymore. for the past year 
Yeah, but I was like this before COVID. Mm. You know, just don't, stopped meeting people in real life. Why do you think that is? I think, well, I mean, it's probably like a common occurrence. Like you, you graduate from all your schooling institutions and you stop having a way to meet people your own age. I worked for like two relatively small companies with older, much older people. And so there was no one in my age group to meet. And then you kind of like lose touch with all your friends in high school and university. And then you were just like, how do I meet people? So I think apps are great and just meeting online is great. But I have also found that it's as if people who use the internet to meet people aren't a normal sample size of society. At some point I thought Tinder was, but I don't know, like my experience on Reddit hasn't been the case, I don't think. Or even Tinder is probably not representative of society at large because, it, you know, it, sometimes people say things and you're just like, who is this person? Like, I don't feel like I've encountered anyone like this before in my life. Mm-hmm. Definitely feels a lot, a lot of the time when you look at posts on Reddit, it does not feel like these people are real real they feel like cartoon characters sometimes it is oh yeah or like just people who comment on you know the the pool of commenters on the internet which is you know probably been talked about like a million times they just they don't seem like real people to me like no one would actually ever talk like this in real life no how are they even talking like this on the internet it's it baffles me mm-hmm. i don't understand it i don't get it either I'm really, I, it's it's an interesting problem because it seems to be getting worse as we use these things more. I've noticed that, you know, we had normal social interactions before Facebook happened. And then we have this uptick in anxiety and depression as these social media apps expand in the user base. And we're running into problems now where it seems like people are unlearning how to be social. And I think COVID's exacerbating that where you're seeing people really just not understand normal human interaction anymore i just don't i don't know what the solution is here because clearly the internet seems to be hurting people rather than helping it's interesting because a few years ago i like deleted all my social media and mm-hmm. i had the same kind of opinion as you i thought facebook and like or in- instagram all those things that uh, are dependent on reddit everything that's dependent on like likes or upvotes or whatever really cause anxiety and depression but these days i just think that they are a necessary thing for communication like you can't i've i've had every time i've deleted social media people have thought there'd been something wrong or i've died mm-hmm. sure something probably was wrong they probably weren't wrong but you know i you, you can send me a text i'm still around but people kind of just treat you as like you you're gone. Yeah. It's very bizarre. It, it, I, I think that's part of the issue is we cannot get rid of it now. Like, there is... It's inter- It's interesting how entrenched it is, yeah, because I, I always... I kept thinking, oh, Facebook's not going to last, but it's it's lasted. It's very much lasted. People organize, people organize their weddings on Facebook now. Like, it's... it's people it's, have memorials yeah. for people. Unfortunately, I just don't... I don't know what the solution is now that we seem to have unboxed the Pandora box of social media. social media. But I'm wondering if it actually is affecting like the majority of people in this way in like a negative way. I think I think it must be because I've seen a lot of like chatter about its negative effects mm-hmm. and a lot of people have like mentioned it. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't really have any kind of ill will towards social media. I, I'm actually all for it at this point. So I just think, you know, 
the rise in anxiety and depression in these people, and even coming out of, of dating apps, how many of the relationships coming out of these these dating apps mean anything after? Well, the only reason that I downloaded Tinder or started online dating at all was because I heard from like a coworker and a friend that they were in long-term relationships from Tinder. And you know, people have married people they've met on Tinder and yeah, and then I started using it and I thought it was great at first. I was very pro Tinder. I would like sell Tinder to anyone who wanted to hear about it. And lately it's been awful, but I think I don't I don't know what the problem is lately. It's just been nobody to meet. <laughs> But no, like, I, I thought it was great. What a, you know, what a great way. Like, I always thought of it as a very efficient way to meet people. Like, if you went out at night to a bar, you'd maybe meet one person. But in a night on Tinder, you could swipe, like, maybe 100 people. Yes, but do you get matched? Like, I swipe right on people occasionally and don't get matches with them. Do you find your success rate matching with people you swipe right on to be high? I, I think decent. Okay. I mean, it's obviously not 100%, but yeah, I'd say it was decent. But I mean, that that would be the case in real life anyway. Not everyone you talk to is going to be interested in you back. No, but, you know, if it's if there's a supply-demand problem where all of the dudes are swiping right on all of the women and the women are being selective, you get two very different experiences of the same app. That is actually the feedback I've heard from girls and guys, in that the girls seem to be more selective and guys seem to be less selective. But that probably depends on where you live as well. Mm -hmm. Like how many men and women are in your town. Definitely relevant. It also depends on what you're looking for. Like if you're just looking to bang, then probably your standards are going to be lower. And it depends person to person, mm -hmm. I think. I mean, these profiles don't really give you a lot to go on, even if you're, just, you're trying to form a relationship. I have a strategy to my pictures. Like I barely had a description previously. Now I have zero description. I kind of have, okay, so my strategy would be like a face shot, a body shot, and then like just activity shots mm -hmm. of me doing activities, and you get a sense of a person's kind of personality from that. I think the pictures, you know, say a lot about a person. Whereas, like, lately, it's everyone's, you know, holding a dead animal or a fish or something, and that's just, it's very off-putting. I think that's more common for guys to do. Yes. I don't I don't think I've ever seen a woman holding a dead animal. Well, lucky. Yeah, that I I also don't understand why guys do it, but they seem No neither. To think I people will joke that these guys seem to think that uh holding a picture of a fish has something to do with their dick or something. What? Okay. Something I stupid like that. It doesn't really make sense. Huh. Well, someone once said like it's to show that they can provide because, you know, we're all living like cavemen apparently and don't have supermarkets near us yeah okay sure but yeah it, it's weird because it's obviously like a common complaint that girls don't like seeing pictures of fish and yet it's it's what's done it's 90 percent of tinder bizarre yeah, i don't i can personally say my tinder profile contains zero fish props to you yes i thought it might have been a new zealand thing but no it happens also in the states don't know about other countries don't know either but there's definitely a, a problem with profile maintenance you're trying to put your best foot forward and you have these weird unflattering pictures of yourself there seems to be no third party perspective that you're taking if i were to see these pictures would i be interested in this person they don't seem to be performing that introspection. Or maybe they're just looking for another person who... I mean, it kind of makes sense. These are my interests. I like killing animals. 
so I'm looking for someone who also likes killing animals. But I just don't understand why they're in such a high concentration. Is it really that what they're looking for, though? Are they really looking for another person who likes to go hunting with them or are they just trying to profess something that like are they are they do they have a false understanding of what the other side is looking for or are they actually expressing their interests to the other person because i can tell you i can probably find a picture of me having gone fishing the one time in my life to show off that i can provide for the family in the event of nuclear armageddon but i i've never met anybody who said yes i'm looking for somebody who can provide for the family yeah i couldn't tell you there is like i have this one picture of me when like the last time i went fishing which was probably the first time in a million years but this fish was like the size of my body so it was like a big ass fish and it's a cool picture but i will never put this on tinder because the fish man exists and i don't want them to swipe right on me no, that's the kind of picture you show during, like, pillow talk or something when you're just browsing each other's, like, photo galleries or whatever couples do sure. when yeah, they hang out. Yeah, that's what you do. I don't yep. know what couples do when they hang okay. out, but I'm not exactly sure what the deal is. So I can I can understand why women might want to be more selective there. I will say from my perspective, the majority of the profiles look good. However, a lot of them turn out to be bots as well. Yeah, see, we don't, I, I don't know about other girls, but I've never experienced a plot. I have, I have experienced multiple, and I've learned to pick up on what the signs are, and usually it's no, no text in their, in their bio at all. Carbon copy responses, like, how are you? Oh, that's interesting. I'm so horny. Uh, <laughs> here's my Snapchat. And then you go to the Snapchat part, and they're like, Oh, I would love to hang out with you. I'm a cam girl, and I just need a few dollars, but I just really want to hang out with you. Like, it's just so bad. You feel so bad for the person that falls for that scam. That really speaks volumes about what maybe is an accurate representation of your gender (laughs) and, like, the behaviors of men, that that would actually be a thing. You know, if it exists, it means there's... Somebody has fallen for the scam. Exactly. Or many people have. Yeah. Because it's persisting, right? And so this is, you know, apparently successful. It's just sad. It's so sad. I just feel so bad for that guy who sent money to this clearly dude sitting in Russia making money off of his loneliness and desperation. Well, I mean, if they're a cam girl, they have to, like, show themselves. No, it's some guy who will have pictures of a girl. Like, I could just... I like Snapchat. Yeah, but they can spoof cameras using digital fake apps. Like, there are ways of pretending like it's real. But assuming they're not that sophisticated, they're just using text messaging on Snapchat. I mean, even if it is a guy, though, you know, anytime you watch porn or anything like that, you just end up feeling gross. It always feels wrong. And yet people do it, you know? Porn watching is... If you feel guilty after watching porn, that's more of a statement on you than it is a statement on the porn. Well, we can delve into that at some point, okay. but, but continue. I mean, it's just not, it's not the same thing. Like, 
me falling for a scam because I'm desperate to be in a relationship and me watching pornography are two different things. If I feel well, guilty... What's, what's a cam girl? No. A cam girl is basically... The cam girl part was just a, what they sell you in the narrative that they they say in the message not that they actually are a cam girl like they're lying they're not a real person there's some random dude who's stolen pictures of a girl on the internet and is posing as her in this tinder profile right so they're not wait no didn't you say that they get you onto snapchat and then they get you to pay they they send you a link to this web portal that looks like you're paying for some cam girl but really they're just taking your money right 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 like Exactly. So you're paying for a cam girl. No, the cam girl doesn't exist. It looks like you are paying for a real person. Yeah, but it looks like you're paying for a cam girl. Yes, but you're not. Like it. it like yeah, after. Yeah, but like that. That's my point. Like that's what you were after. You were looking for a cam girl. You weren't looking for a relationship. You're not gonna find a relationship at the end of a link. Well, she was talking to you the whole time, like you were gonna be in a relationship. Right, and then right, and then at that point, you realize. No, I realized the whole time, but these guys might not realize at any point. They might think that it doesn't matter if she's a cam girl. She's still interested in me and is hot, so I can get a relationship out of this. Like, there's, there's no... Her being a cam girl is not a problem. Like it would be for you, who's maybe more rational and has more self-respect. Rational, self-respect. I don't know, man. I don't want to judge cam girls. They probably have a lot of self-respect. No, 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 no. It's not. What I mean is you're not going to fall for a scam like that because you have self-respect. Not. Right. uh, Right. I feel like you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. The dude who falls for the scam has no self-respect. The cam girl has (laughs) self-respect. The dude sitting in Russia pretending to be the cam girl has (laughs) self-respect. It is just purely only- this one dude who's falling for the scam does the problem. <laughs> I don't know. Questionable whether the scam girl actually has self-respect. Okay, that's or not a given. But Russia. but the dude in Russia clearly does. He's making money off of scamming losers on the internet. Yeah, but that's it's not like something you should have self-respect over. Why not? It's hilarious. If I if I'm a complete sociopath and I really don't care about others, it's it's great. It's a great way to make money. Yes. So we've covered Reddit, Tinder, yes. sort of not really OkCupid. Have you ever used OkCupid? I tried it. Everybody's inbox was full because everybody could message everybody. What? Maybe they've changed it now because my inbox is not full. And you can't. Yeah, maybe you can't. No, you can. You can. I don't get that many. I get very few messages on OkCupid. I might be a New Zealand thing. This was New York no, City. No, I've set it to global. Set it to global. No, no, but Anyone, it's not, it's not that, it's that somebody might only be willing to message you nearby. There are uh, right, 9 million people in New York when I was using it, and right. that's not accessible. Like, like. Yeah, see that? Yeah, right, I get you. If you were in New York and you set your distance to just New York, you're obviously never going to swipe me. Yeah, that is definitely, like, I attribute maybe most, if not at least some, of my lack of success in dating to being in mm-hmm. New Zealand. So thoughts on OkCupid? Okay uh, no. I, I give it zero thumbs out of Why? 10 5 whatever 2 i guess 2 thumbs okay cupid it, it's just literally it was unusable i couldn't message anybody i thought you just said you could message everybody yes you you have the capability of messaging everybody assuming their inbox is not full if their inbox is full with 500 messages you cannot message them. Hmm. So I would run into a situation where I would find an interesting person, would want to message them, can't message them. So it basically became impenetrable for any of the matches I would want to actually go out with. 
That's interesting. So that's kind of assuming that I don't know what users would do in that situation. It sounds like they're not looking at every message. Because I, when I received, like, again, because my only example is my Reddit mm. experience, when I received, like, 200 messages, I probably read all of them at least once. But mind you, I have, I feel like I have, like, no life at the moment. So maybe that's contributing to why I'm paying so much attention to it. And maybe I would have paid less attention to it if I had more mm-hmm. going on. I'm uncertain. I, pr- I feel like I probably still would read every message. But I suppose if it's, it's like consistent on a daily basis, like you're getting hundreds of messages, then yeah, it's like, it's just impossible for you to get around, I guess. It, it definitely depends on how busy you are. I mean, I found when I get too busy, I, I just don't have time for online dating. I just, I can't, well, I can't sense. do all of it. It can sometimes feel like it's a full-time job, which makes it really unfun. Yeah, it definitely like gets to that point like when you're swiping on tinder or something and it's it feels like it's a lot of work or you're having a lot of uninteresting conversations and it's just like repeating the same answers to the same questions over and Mm -hmm. over again which you know is the death of a relationship i go through waves whether or not i want to participate in these things sometimes i'll find that the apps at the beginning will throw lots of people that you would never ever be interested in and then all of a sudden after you reach some magic number you get some normal people in the mix but um i i don't i don't know if that's specific to tinder and hinge i know bumble has been an absolute disaster to use for me because of the whole why has bumble been a disaster women message first and so you'll have okay i hate i hate that too but because i'm lazy i mean not even beyond laziness right like you're on this app you've already tacitly agreed to the contract that you are going to message first and then you don't after you match with somebody because it's very annoying so i've stopped yeah so don't use it fine i'm not complaining about you who decided okay i'm not going to use it i'm complaining about the rest of the users that are still swiping on people and then never engaging and there's nothing i can do there's like i have no control (laughs) and i've given up because i would just get frustrated i would get you know 10 matches or so that would never respond and you're like why what is the point of this i'm not this is like a sisyphusian nightmare of an app i'm not gonna deal with this garbage I, I thought the the Bumble algorithm, though, would prefer kind of attractive people and they would show you all the attractive ones first. And then if you keep swiping, you get past the attractive people and then it's just the rest of us. <laughs> so it's interesting that you say that it's kind of shitty people in the beginning and then gradually more attractive That's what I've found. More normal people. I, I find that sometimes with Tinder, it's kind of just like you have bad days mm-hmm. and you have good days. I don't know what that's due to. But Bumble, I thought, like, prioritized attractive I don't know what the algorithm is on these apps. I will say that my personal experience has been very few quality matches other than, you know, save for a a long-term relationship that I had with a very nice person who I'm still friends with and she's a fantastic person. Beyond that, I've really struggled to find lots of people that I'm interested in continuing to talk to after we finish dating or what have you. I'd say I've met interesting people who I have befriended. Dating-wise, I mean, I'm single, so nothing's Mm -hmm, worked mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the quality has not been high. It's disappointing. Yeah. I wish everybody would just get on it, and it would be like a Black Mirror situation where, you know... Yeah, just give me the 99.7% chance of compatibility and call it a day. That'd be great. Why not? It should be compulsory. (laughs) 
you're conscripted into the Tinder army. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, I think people generally don't like the concept of anything compulsory, so people would. You know, it's 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 one of those idea. things where you're removing the human element of dating, and that is removing the human element out of a purely human experience. Truly, is just such a waste of effort. What do you mean by the human? There's no human being doing the matchmaking. I think removing the human interaction element of dating really kills the vibe. It makes it feel too artificial and not fun anymore. But, like, what do you mean by the human element? The serendipity of dating, the the feeling that I had agency in this situation. I chose to engage with this person. I wasn't prescribed this person. Right. Like, so that's that's in my kind of Black Mirror scenario where someone was like, you're a 98% match. You have to date this person now. As opposed yeah. to, okay... Okay. The al- like I'm randomly swiping in this app. Like at the very least, right? Tinder by itself right now. I am randomly swiping in this app and serendipitously we were both swiping at around the same time and could match with each other. Right, but it's also very frustrating when you cannot find someone. And so, if it was a more prescriptive method, it would be less work. Maybe that's just for the lazy person. Yeah, I just don't... I don't think you can forge meaningful relationships out of that. Consistently. Like, it's obviously possible to randomly pair two people, and and one of them will be a meaningful relationship, but... Right. At least one will I don't think that that's worth annoying all of these other people for. Like, I think we can do better. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how something like that would work. Like, what the algorithm would look like. What you would assess. I think you just put people in charge of it. You just look at what what people's preferences are, and you have a person evaluate it. I think that is the the morally right way to do matchmaking. If you're doing a matchmaking service, right, which is what they do. No, they have a well, they have an algorithm well, that determines based on a variety of data points in your profile and your swipe patterns and the pictures you've posted probabilistically who you're going to be interested. Well, like, like okay, Cupid, okay, Cupid, for example, asks you a bunch yeah. of questions, and that's mm-hmm. your score, your compatibility based on those questions. But I don't know how determinative a lot of their questions are. I mean, I get a lot of them. I get like you know your religious preference or your like whether you want kids or stuff like that. That makes sense. But th- those aren't like substantive reasons. You know, th- those aren't like those are reasons, but they're not like they're not reasons that you would kind of really mm. hit it off with someone. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It'd be a tough thing to do. Yeah, you know, I will say that I really have not done I am not in this business. I don't know the right answer to it. I think something that would definitely feel better to me as a customer would be if it felt more human in how I engaged with it rather than this mindless swiping left to right on people. I mean, I don't even think there is an algorithm to Tinder. Like, they don't show you any particular people. It's just... They have... They. I know they've said in the past that there is an algorithm behind it. Oh, All of really? these dating apps okay. have some kind of sauce behind it. Well, I don't know what the hell they're predicting with me because I'm swiping no one. Well, if you don't have a large pool to pick from, like New Zealand... Well, I mean, they have this new global function now. Right, so technically, my profile should be showing in like Budapest, and I should be able to swipe people from anywhere. Yeah, but they might not swipe right on you I if your distance shows ten thousand miles away. True, they might not. They right. might not. Like I'm gonna see somebody ten thousand miles away, and I'm gonna immediately assume bot because that's exactly what a bot would do. Interesting shit. I have all the signs. I don't have. A profile. Yeah. I'm far away. I'm fucked. I fucked myself. Well, at least somebody's getting fucked. Ah. Ah, Not in that way.